Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great King, this Messiah, Jesus the Lord. He's coming for His people any moment now. I'm so happy to be saved by Jesus and so glad to be watching for His coming. He told us to watch, therefore, and to be ready. My name is Dove Schwartz, host of the program. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming the coming of our King and getting ready every day. And I pray that is your position as well. Saved by Jesus and getting ready for His coming. And if there's anyone listening and that's not your position, it can be by the end of this program. Well, I'm so thankful for this program as well. And let me have a word of prayer with you as we go forward. Oh, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're saved. Thank you for this program. Thank you for every opportunity this day to serve you, Lord Jesus, and to get ready for your coming. Bless our listeners in our program today. Amen. There's a very uh, special question that I have asked believers in Messiah Jesus in many different countries. I've asked, I've asked them this question uh, in Israel. I've asked this question in Africa. I've asked this question in many countries in Africa, actually. I've asked this question in Kenya, in the Congo, in Rwanda, and others as well. And also, I asked this question recently in Lithuania, in Europe. So, uh, of course, in America, I've asked it. And I'm going to ask the question of our listeners today. And here it is. With whom did the Lord make the new covenant? With whom did the Lord make the new covenant? You see, the, the, the truth is, is this true and living Savior, Messiah Jesus, operates by covenant. We see his covenants all through the Bible. What, what is a covenant that the Lord makes? It's an immutable, unbreakable agreement between the Lord and his people. It's immutable. It's an unbreakable covenant the Lord makes with his people. So, having said that, in Jeremiah 31, 31, we see about this new covenant. Of course, a few of the covenants are the Abraham covenant, the, the Moses covenant, the David covenant, the new covenant. People might say, well, wait a second. The Lord said in his word that he breaks this covenant with, with, uh, with Israel, the Mosaic covenant. Well, the terms of that covenant are very significant in that uh, it is conditional. The Moses covenant is conditional, meaning the Lord says if you obey, he will obey. He will keep his end of the bargain. But if Israel disobeys, then he would break the covenant. So it's not that he's breaking the agreement. That's part of the agreement, that it's conditional. And if Israel, if either side breaks the terms of the agreement, then the covenant is broken. So he's keeping the covenant, he's keeping the agreement by canceling it out because Israel broke the terms of it. However, the Lord is still keeping his covenant with Israel through the Abraham covenant and through the David covenant and the new covenant. I ask the question, with whom did the Lord make the new covenant? And, and the answer I often get is, well, he made the new covenant with the Gentiles, or he made the new covenant with the church. 
Or he made the new covenant with everybody who believes in Jesus. Well, not so much. Let's look what the Bible says. Jeremiah 31, beginning in verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. Verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 34. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. So, with whom did the Lord make the new covenant? He made the new covenant with Israel. You see, there is these, and it's Passover season. And, of course, uh, we know this, that at the Passover, the Lord, the Passover lamb, I was standing there with the Jewish apostles, right, Jewish disciples, and um, and and there they had the Passover meal, which was a, a final picture of the Lord getting ready to go to the cross. The Passover lamb, there shedding his innocent blood, that the angel of death, that the the judgment of the Lord would pass over. The the. Uh, those who believe in the Lamb, the Passover Lamb, Messiah Jesus, he rose again and offers the new covenant. Now, he offers the new covenant to everyone, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, Jew and Gentile, not one better than the other or worse than the other. Yet he makes the new covenant with Israel. How is that? Well, because... In Romans 11 and Ephesians 2, we see that Gentiles, non-Jewish people who believe in Messiah Jesus, are grafted into the covenants the Lord made with Israel, specifically here, the new covenant. And all of the forgiveness and all of the righteousness and all of the goodness of the Lord and all of the mercy of the Lord that is extended to Israel in the new covenant is also equally extended to non-Jewish people. That's how the Bible lays it out, folks. And so to remove all confusion, read very carefully through Ephesians 2. Read very carefully through Romans chapter chapter 11. In Ephesians 2, the analogy is given of the commonwealth of Israel. That non-Jewish people who believe in Messiah Jesus are brought into the commonwealth of Israel. So now what some say is, is that the Jews no longer have a covenant because they murdered their Messiah. That is called the deicide doctrine, that somehow the Jews killed God, and so because of that, like God somehow could be killed if anyone was trying to and he wasn't letting them, Jesus the Lord said, I lay down my life willingly. You don't take it, I lay it down willingly. He came to die on the cross for our sins. God the Son, the only begotten Son of God. And so Ephesians 2 says, that uh, that it's not that the Jewish people are replaced by the church, which is called replacement theology, which lines up also with the, the deicide doctrine, uh, but that 
the nations that believe in Messiah Jesus, those in the nations that believe in Messiah Jesus, are brought into the commonwealth. Here is a great example. Uh, many years ago, the sun did not used to set on the British Empire because it was global. And they called these countries that were, um, that were under the influence and, and power and uh, protection and experienced the benefits of British citizenship. They called it the Commonwealth of Great Britain. And, and like I said just a moment ago, people enjoyed all those things, but they didn't somehow replace or become British people. No, they became part of the commonwealth. In the same way, when non-Jewish people believe in Jesus, they become part of the commonwealth of Israel. They experience the benefits and the goodness of God. And, the, and, and, and also, let me, let, me, let me tell you this, they also experience the same hatred from the world. You know, it's, it's always been an enigma to me. It's always been kind of confusing to me and, 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 and strange to me that people who believe in the Jewish Messiah who then, who then hate or are against Israel and against the Jewish people when the enemies of Israel and the enemies of the Jewish Messiah hate non-Jewish people who believe in Jesus. Jesus, the Lord said, uh, no servant is greater than his master. If they hated me, they'll hate you, right? Islam has a saying. First, we'll kill the Saturday people. That's the Jewish people. Then we'll kill the Sunday people. That is the non-Jewish people who traditionally have church on Sunday. So we're in the same covenant, folks. Well, what about the Jewish people who don't believe in Jesus? Are they somehow saved because they're Jewish? Well, of course not. Jesus, the Lord, was speaking to Jewish people. He wasn't speaking to Irishmen. He wasn't speaking to Germans. He was speaking to Jews when he said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yes? And at the end of the show, when Messiah Jesus comes, it will be a one-man show when he destroys the Antichrist armies who are trying to destroy Israel. Messiah Jesus will come back. We will be with him. We who believe in Messiah Jesus, we will have, been, have gone up in the rapture. We will come back with him with crowns of glory, and positions given at the judgment seat of Christ during the tribulation while all hell is breaking loose on the earth. We'll be with the Lord. Uh, and, and we'll come back with him, and then he will destroy the Antichrist armies. And all of Israel that survives the tribulation, the Bible says in Zechariah 13, about one-third, will be saved, and all of Israel that is alive at that time will be saved. And, and then uh, we see the millennial reign of Messiah Jesus spoken of in Revelation chapter 20. Now, I'm going to take a break for just a moment and come back to this teaching from Jeremiah 31. Uh, it's so important, especially for this time. Got some important things to share with you about it uh, that are very practical for us today in this generation. Uh, having said that, we have this ministry that I, I am so thankful to get to continue to remind you about called Blessing Israeli Believers. BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com is the website. And uh, John McTurnan and myself co-founded this wonderful ministry. It's very exciting. And I encourage you to go there where you can find out about some of our partners in Israel who minister with us. Oh, they're just precious and wonderful and uh, so important for this hour, being a light to Israel. The mission statement of blessing Israeli believers is we exist to uniquely bless 
and empower Israeli followers of Messiah Jesus to be the shining light to Israel and the nations of the world. We find and see in the Bible, and you can find out where on our website, it's in the Bible, that God is working through the the Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus in a powerful way according to his prophetic plans. So since he is doing that, we want to join him in that work. And it's very exciting. Also on the website, BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com, you can find our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel tour. People are signing up. Don't miss it. This It's this Feast of Tabernacles, October 2016. It's going to be such a great blessing. Oh, don't miss this tour. You can also find out more about it at our watchtherefore.tv website. Now, when you partner financially with Blessing Israeli Believers, you also help keep Watch Therefore in the air as the, the ministry has brought this program to you today and does sponsor the program weekly. <clears throat> now, uh, having said that, back to the program, back to the teaching in Jeremiah chapter 31. So we know the Lord made the new covenant with Israel. And we just spoke about in Ephesians chapter 2 how the Lord has brought non-Jewish people who believe in Jesus into the commonwealth of Israel, and Jew and Gentile alike are, are born as sinners into this world who need to be saved by Jesus. Jesus, the Lord, is the only hope for either one Jew and Gentile. There's neither better nor worse Jew or Gentile, and the reality is we all need Messiah Jesus. Romans 11 speaks very clearly about how the... Uh, the two trees of faith exist. One of one of them is a wild olive tree with branches everywhere. The other is a very cultured olive tree, and the root of that tree is the covenants the Lord made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is the Jewish tree of faith. But then branches from that tree break off and fall to the ground. That's the Jewish people who reject Messiah. Yes, and then branches from the other tree, the non-Jewish tree, are broken off of that tree and grafted into the tree of faith that enjoys the, the, the life-giving uh, sap from the root of the Jewish tree of faith. This is all in Romans 11. So that's where we see the Gentiles grafted in to the Jewish covenants, the covenants the Lord made with Israel, like the new covenant. Yes, and then the Lord speaks of pulling some of those branches that have been broken off off the ground and grafting them back into their own tree. This is when Jews believe in Messiah Jesus, yours truly. Hallelujah. Yes. And then we continue in and and we see this. We see that today there is a a very focused effort as the world's uh, nations continue to to push Israel into positions of great danger. They, the nations of the world are siding with the Antichrist spirit of Allah and and its adherents, Muslims, to destroy Israel. I watch this every day here in Israel as there's conflict. Uh, there's conflict all over the world, but this is very measured, intentional conflict to kill Jewish people and destroy the nation of Israel. The nations of the world participate in it. They come alongside Islam and fund and facilitate Islam to do this. Sadly, this would include the United States of America, our beloved nation, and we pray the Lord has mercy. So uh, the Lord has something to say to this in response in Jeremiah chapter 31, beginning in verse 35 through verse 37. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinance of the moon and the stars for light by night, 
who disturbs the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. That means Yahweh Sabaot, the Lord of hosts. The Lord of the armies of heaven is his name. If those ordinances depart from me, says the Lord, the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation for me forever. What's he saying? He's saying if the sun and the moon and this, r- r- the seas roaring, if those things depart, if, if the sun stops shining and the moon stops giving its light in the evening and the stars do the same, then Israel will stop from being a nation or cease from being a nation. <clears throat> so, as Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum speaks about it in his book, The Footsteps of the Messiah, he says there is a way to destroy Israel. There is a way, actually, to destroy Israel. And it, going about it the way Islam is doing it won't work. Going about it the way Hitler tried obviously didn't work. If you want to kill the Jewish people, if you want to stop the, the, the nation of Israel from existing, you can destroy the sun and the moon and all the stars from giving their light. And if you can do that, then the, the nation of Israel will cease. How about that? And so, uh, hey, listen, it wouldn't surprise me. It, I, I'm, I'm glad this is uh, something that's kind of hidden in the scriptures because I think if the nations of the world, if the leaders knew it, they would try to find a way to destroy the sun. <laughs> they hate Israel that much. So anyhow, the reality is Israel will never cease from being a nation. And those who go to, de- to destroy Israel certainly will, and, and history shows us that. Verse 37, Jeremiah 31. Thus says the Lord, If heaven above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. What the Lord is saying it will not happen. It will not happen. It is a futile effort to come against the nation of Israel. Uh, the, the Jewish people always attend the funeral of those who try to destroy them. That's just the way the Lord has made this earth, just like the sun shines in the day and the moon at night and the stars at night as well. And so, you know, I talk about two lines. I talk about two lines on this program an awful lot. Two lines. One of them is a very long line. It's a long line because that's where they hand out curses at the front of the line. And people are are like stepping on each other's feet and cutting in line in front of each other, racing to get to the front of that long line to get their curse. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, with regard to the covenant people Israel, I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. So I've, I've spoken just a moment ago about the, the cursed line. But there's a short line. There's a short line. This is the line. I'm standing in this line. Uh, John McTurnan, who often co-hosts on the program, is standing in this line. Many friends of Israel stand in this line. It's a short line, certainly, no doubt about it. And people in the long line say, oh, we stand in this long line and we will win and we will destroy Israel and we will have our way. No, no, just just curses at the front of that line. When you get to the front, you'll see just curses. But the short line. There's blessings in that line. Great blessings indeed. The Lord promises blessings in that line. 
And if you're not standing in that line, I encourage you, and especially if you're standing in the other line, get out of that long line with the curses and come over where the few are. Messiah Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, because wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many are they who go in or enter in by it. But narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life, and few are they who find it. The blessings begin when we recognize we've sinned against this holy, holy God of Israel. He's called the Holy One of Israel. And he is offended greatly by our sin, yet he loves us so much that much rather than give us wrath, he would rather give us life and his love. And you can receive his love and forgiveness that he demonstrated on the cross. Abba, Father, God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. He was buried on the third day, rose again for you and for me. He offers us life and a life more abundant. And so we can repent of our sins to receive that gift of life. We can turn away from our sins and receive Jesus as Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My life has been so wonderful as I got out of that long line to stand in this short one with the blessings. And when you receive Jesus as your Lord, he baptizes you and fills you with his Holy Spirit, gives you a new heart, a new mind, the mind of Christ. Oh, it's just wonderful. And then we can grow in grace and learn to live lives that honor our Father in heaven. Yeah? What about you? Have you done that? Today you can. And then you learn the things that are blessed, things that Abba loves to bless us with. One of those things is blessing Israel. That's why we have this ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers. It starts, though, with a life that is saved by Messiah Jesus and a heart that desires to walk in his ways on that Jesus path, the narrow path that leads to life. Oh, Father in heaven, bless our precious listeners today. Bless us. Bless us. We know, Father Abba, you love to bless us with the difficulties and struggles and, and hardships of this life. There is fullness of joy in, the, in your presence, and you fill us with yourself. And point us to Jesus, O Holy Spirit. Thank you. I pray, Father, for every listener today that they would leave this program saved by Jesus. Hallelujah. If, if you haven't yet been saved by Jesus, cry out to him, save me, Jesus, Lord. I'm a sinner. Help me, forgive me, and save me. And for all of our listeners, make sure you're in that short line that's blessed. Oh, thank you, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray the program has been a blessing to you today. Jeremiah 31 uh, is so powerful and so exciting. uh, And it speaks to us today, especially regarding the blessings and cursings associated with Israel and the blessings of the new covenant as well. Now, uh, we have some closing announcements. Blessing Israeli believers, a great way to bless Israel. We've learned that the best way to bless Israel is to bless the believers in Israel or getting out the gospel, making disciples, and being such a great light here in the land. So you can go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com and sow into that wonderful ministry. Also, we have our Israel tour. Don't miss it. Uh, You can go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com for that. Watch Therefore also has a great video uh, that that I encourage everyone to go watch. Watch Therefore.tv. You can donate to BIB. And that helps keep Watch Therefore on the air. You can also listen to the contact information and donate directly to the program to partner with this outreach to Jew and Gentile 
Until we get together next time, remember to watch their for Messiah Jesus is coming. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Caroland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Caroland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.